This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Radio, this is Deep South Dining. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Halloween is just one week away, so we want to talk about Halloween treats that you can put together for your spooky guests. Are you in need of a creepy appetizer? What about spooky pastries or cupcakes you can whip up? And have you ever made a haunting Halloween punch? Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by giving us a phone call. It's one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 This is Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. So Halloween is just one week away. So we want to talk about Halloween treats that you can put together for your spooky guests. <laughs> Are you in need of a creepy appetizer idea? What type of spooky pastries or cupcakes can you whip up? And have you ever made a haunting Halloween punch? You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning when you give us a phone call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four or send an email food at mpbonline.org you're listening to deep south dining on mpb think radio <clears throat> so good morning deborah hope that you're doing well this morning good morning kevin i actually had a very ghostly weekend even though it's not halloween <laughs> yet i'm doing great good to see the weather uh at least here in central mississippi has cooled down a little bit it was nice to get out there this weekend it was sunny and uh, not so hot, so uh, my my daily walk actually added an extra lap. I figured no excuses, you know, not not too hot. So I went ahead and, and did a little bit of extra, which um, is always helpful because you always bring in such delicious food on Monday mornings. <laughs> we certainly forget about our calorie counts when you bring it in. Uh, but uh, really, you brought some really incredible uh, stuff today that would uh, that would be great for a, a Halloween party. Oh, Kevin, today I brought in some amazing apple slices, and these are chocolate-covered apple slices. Normally what happens during Halloween or this time of year, you know, everybody's got these really big candy apples. And so what I did, Kevin, was we just really created a really petite slices. We took an apple, and I used uh, honey, gold apples. Oh, my gosh, they're so delicious. And we sliced them into each apple into fours. I used uh, miniature skewers. And we uh, soaked them in uh, a lemon juice um, for overnight. And then I got up and I patted them dry because you, you can't dip that wetness into the chocolate. And we dipped them in chocolate. And then uh, they got topped with something, whether it was um, sprinkles or pecans or double dipped in chocolate. And then we glazed them again the second time in chocolate. They are absolutely beautiful to look at. They're the perfect little cocktail bites because you can pick them up and walk around and you don't have these huge apples in your hand. And we also bought in some cheesecake bites today, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. These are not just perfect for Halloween, but they'll be festive throughout the entire holiday season. And in these bites, there's these beautiful whole Mississippi pecans. You've got lots of chocolate chips in there. You've got coconut and cream cheese. Oh, my gosh. It's so yummy. And then we have a lemon pound cake. And <laughs> oh, Yeah. It's perfect for the weather outside, like you said, and I and I just love this time of year. The leaves are changing colors, so you can you know, and it's the beautiful skies and the brisk walks in the morning time, and you can have some festive food as as well. Yeah, those uh, cheesecake bites. I think I mean, 
it was like you made those especially for me because they've got all the I mean they've got chocolate chips in them you mentioned the pecans and the in the coconut so those are really good and I and as I said I think that that would be a great thing uh, you know Thanksgiving or Christmas if you were go to a Christmas party and, and brought a plate of those you I think you would be a real hit oh absolutely Kevin and if anybody's interested they can go to www.honeyscooking.com and we can order there and you know, share a little honey love for the holidays. All right. So if you're listening this morning, uh, do you have a favorite uh, dish that you like to serve during Halloween, maybe for your Halloween parties? Or we can maybe uh, widen that out and say, now that it's fall, what are the, some of the things that you enjoy cooking? Or if you need some tips, maybe you're hosting a Halloween party and would like some tips from Deborah on how to spice things up, give us a call. We've got some Ooh. open phone lines <laughs> at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464, send an email to food at mpbonline.org. <clears throat> so, Deborah, I think at this time of year, again, as we kind of think about the extended holiday season through Christmas and New Year's, people do do a lot of cooking where there's things dipped in chocolate, that kind of thing. Uh, so, uh, tell us a little bit about do you use a, a double boiler when you're when you're using the uh, when you're dipping things in chocolate? Tell us what the pr- the process is. Well, Kevin, you know that is the traditional way to do it. Is you usually going to take a glass bowl or a if you don't have a double boiler, you take a glass bowl and you're going to you know pour your chocolates into your bowl and maybe add just a little bit of. Uh, some people use butter, uh, but I found that just using a little bit of um, shortening. Just a tiny bit, it'll give you a nice shine where sometimes butter will make your things look a little bit dull. And you're going to whip that chocolate up until it melts completely. Gives you a great consistency. Just absolutely wonderful. One of the things that I do, Kevin, is I add a little sweet condensed milk to my chocolate because I want it to just be really smooth and creamy. And the beautiful thing about it is after you dip whatever you have, it will uh, actually congeal again. And you have these beautiful presentations and it gives you the opportunity to drizzle things and create bowls. And oh, my gosh, it's just absolutely fantastic. But again, I think the secret, too, is you've got to keep it at that liquid stage so you need to keep maybe a, a low heat once you get it to oh, where you want oh absolutely you uh, and and the thing about it is you have to be really careful because of, you know if you boil it really hot the water will get into your chocolate you don't want that you do have to you know maintain the heat and you do want to keep that uh, chocolate nice and creamy the whole time because you don't want to dip something and then, it, you know, it's really thick and, and you can't really get that smooth, beautiful look that you're looking for. So you're absolutely right. I would uh, also, based on experience, uh, one year I did uh, some uh, cookies. I, I bought some uh, shortbread cookies and then got both the uh, the chocolate and then the white stuff that they, I, I'm not sure what it is, but the dipping stuff. And I did it in the microwave. And it said, you know, if it's not done, you keep slowly, you know, 15, 20 seconds more or whatever. But it, it got to the point where it was not very easy to use. I think I maybe let it get too cold and it starts just getting, I mean, it starts solid, soliding up again. <laughs> it will do that. So, again, you know, using the, whether you're using the microwave or the double boiler, the one thing that any um, great chef will tell you is that when you're working with chocolate, you got to be able to move really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is one of those things that will uh, actually congeal very fast. And so you do want to be able to, using the double boiler for me is the easiest way to do it, Kevin, because like you said earlier, it keeps that chocolate nice and creamy the whole time. Sometimes even in the microwave, you may end up burning your chocolate, mm-hmm. and that's always uh, an awful thing to happen. Yeah, that was the other problem is, you're right, if you if you do too much, I, you know, there's no way to go back. So if you if you put too much microwave to it, it just, it ends up, and it's it's a real mess, and then you have to start over, or you get something like those um, Pinterest fails. You know, I've always seen that online, <laughs> where people, they show the, the thing they're going for, and then what their their uh, outcome is, and sometimes it's not Yes, so Kevin, that's kind of like my dating life. <laughs> <laughs> it was that thing I was going for, and then I, you know. <laughs> but so, so you're saying then a good idea would be something like this. Um, you want to have all your apple slices maybe on the skewers and kind of ready to go. So when that uh, when that uh, chocolate gets ready, Absolutely. you can kind of just dip in a, sort of an assembly line. Absolutely. You know, the one thing that I've learned about cooking as I'm growing in this experience is preparation is everything. And so you do want to be able to have all of your items already pre-sliced. You know, like I said, we um, soak them overnight in um, the lemon juice. And again, you have to pat them dry because you can't put that wet liquid into the chocolate because you just create a mess. Make sure they're dry. And I used just, uh, you know, fiber uh, 
paper towel, damped them out really good, dipped them in my chocolate, and I put them on a baker rack with a, that's covered in parchment paper. And then I put them in a refrigerator really quickly. And then I took them out, Kevin, and double dipped them again, added some pecans, added my sprinkles, and then drizzled a little bit more chocolate on top. Then back in the refrigerator, they go again. And you want to put them in the refrigerator and not in the freezer. Um, you know, they're apples and apples hold a lot, a lot of water. And so once you freeze them, when they start to thaw, you end up with more water than you really want. So, And I think that's one of the things that really makes these special is that the the juice of the apple, I mean, when you bite in, you get the, the great flavor from the chocolate and the pecans and, the, and everything you put on there. But then you've got that very sweet, uh, juicy apple that just adds an extra flavor. And again, you know, we talk about this a lot, but to me, again, that's that whole sensation of some liquid there to, you know, to wake up your mouth. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you, Kevin, these apples are so wonderful. And, and Apples can be soaked in a lot of different things, whether you're using a lemon juice or champagne or something a little bit more, you know, adult to soak your apples in to give you that extra flavor. And again, you just let them soak overnight. Uh, I use lemon juice because the lemon juice allows the color to stay really crisp. What you don't want is to have, especially if you're going to slice your apples, to have them turn brown. So soaking them in a little bit of lemon juice uh, Kevin will keep them really, really pretty. That nice, crisp, uh, you know, shine that we like on our apples, and then it won't be dull. But this was a lot of fun to do. And again, I was thinking about you know hosting a party, and you want to be your guest to walk around. And this is just a perfect little idea, you know, because really big candy apples, and then you know you got to try to figure out how to hold your mouth and bite in. So this was just a perfect, perfect treat. Today. Yeah, I you know my thing I think about uh, candied apples or caramel apples at the fair, and you're right, well you get it there, and then it's this, this huge thing. It's it's difficult to try to eat, and so this is perfect as you said in a party. You want to be a little bit mobile, so you can grab one and go, and it's just about you know, two or three bites. So it's really the perfect size as well. So um, parchment paper versus, um, say, tinfoil, does that, does the parchment paper, is it made to where it won't, the stuff won't stick as much? Um, every kitchen should have three things, Kevin. Parchment paper is one of them. Wax paper is the other. And of course, lots of foil. And my new thing is the seal wrap. Oh my God, press and seal wrap. I don't want to live without it. I mean, it's like if I had to buy shoes or press and seal wrap, I'm taking the wrap, Kevin. I'm telling you. it's Those are things that your kitchen should have. But when you're using things like chocolate, parchment paper is your best friend um, because you know it gives you the ability to, or wax paper, either one will do just fine. The ability to to move it without because you don't want that foil to get stuck in the chocolate. That's just never a pretty thing to do. So absolutely get a little wax paper or some parchment paper. The thing I like about parchment paper is it's versatile. I can use it whether I'm dipping chocolate or if it needs to go in the oven. It's fantastic. Yeah. We need to take a quick break. When we get back, we will continue talking about uh, Halloween f- treats that you can prepare if you're hosting a Halloween party. Or as I said, we, maybe we can branch it out a little bit. What are your favorite things to cook now that the weather has turned a little bit cool and fall is hopefully here or shortly around the corner? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you like cooking this time of year? Give us a call. We've got some open phone lines, and the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Back with more of the show after this. Support for MPB comes from the nonprofit RAND Gulf States Policy Institute, providing research and analysis of public policy issues to help increase preparedness, safety, health, and prosperity in the region. Learn more at rand.org slash Gulf States. 
Coming up this morning at 10 on Now You're Talking, Marshall Ramsey will speak with Kelly Jacobs of North Mississippi. Kelly recently made a dress in support of Hillary Clinton. She wore it outside the Democratic National Convention, and now the New York Historical Society Museum is interested. We'll hear about her experience. Later in the show, recording artist Tania will join us to talk about her latest single, Reference. Be sure to tune in this morning at 10 for Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking about some ways that you can uh, prepare some things if you're having a Halloween party. Or also, we're asking for what are the like things that you like to cook during the fall season now that the weather has cooled down just a bit. We've got some open phone lines for you to call in and share with us today at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. <clears throat> If you ever hear a good idea on uh, uh, Deep South Dining that you'd like to follow up with later, remember that all of our local shows are now available as a podcast. So you can go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Deep South Dining and the other local MPB Think Radio shows, and you'll have those uh, for future reference. Uh, maybe when you get back home and are cooking in the kitchen and you you wanted to remember something that Deborah mentioned on the show, you can go back and review it uh, by uh, well, the podcast. So again, just whatever podcast app you have, your favorite, subscribe to Deep South Dining, and we'd certainly appreciate that. You know, I think the fun about Halloween is you can take things... Uh, that you normally would make and then, you know, add to them. That's where the, the creativity could come in. And I would think uh, maybe you could get your kids involved in the kitchen to helping uh, decorate things. Uh, it's a funny little story. I was uh, last time I was down in Pensacola, my brother and I went to IHOP and they have this spooky pancake thing where, you know, they <laughs> give the kid a pancake. And and so they had the little placards on the table that, you know, the advertise it. And so there was a, a, a group that came in with some little kids and the kid was all excited because he was going to get to do his spooky pancake, except for the offer started the next day. Oh, wow. So they basically had to tell the kid <laughs> that he couldn't do the spooky pancake. But I was thinking to myself, well, why, especially, I mean, if it's an adult thing and it's like, well, that's not ready till tomorrow, you can say, okay, but for a kid, you know, because they had them all, you know, it's all colorful and you did the chocolate and the candy corn and all that sort of thing. So I, I just thought, could you not have waited an extra day so that you uh, wouldn't uh, <laughs> wouldn't upset the little kids? But, uh, can but like you imagine the, that child's going to be in therapy now from, <laughs> you know, he's going to hate Halloween or for the rest of his life. That's just terrible. Well, based on the faux hawk his uh, dad was sporting that he was making the little kid sport as well. I think that that might be a source for a therapy as well, but that's a, that's a subject maybe for a Southern remedy. Uh, but like I say, you can, you know, take some simple things maybe and just kind of spookify them or, or you know, kind of dress them up uh, for a fun thing on Halloween. Uh, maybe, for example, uh, deviled eggs. What, uh, what do you think maybe you could, uh, is there a way to kind of make those special for Halloween? Oh, Kevin, there's nothing you can't make uh, special for Halloween. And when you're talking about your double eggs, absolutely, you can create uh, gooey faces by using little things like uh, olive pits to create eyes or, you know, to carve out uh, little uh, carrots or celery to make them look like worms. I mean, it's just or, you know, create something furry on your double eggs, you know, by using uh, maybe even some uh, rosemary, you know, to kind of spike it out a little bit or something. But you can always create so many wonderful ideas. Uh, even with our candy apples, Kevin, next week we're going to have candy apples, but we're going to actually have some worms on our candy <laughs> apples. Can you, you know, what's an apple without a worm, right? <laughs> uh, but there are just so, so many things. That, and and being able to, you know, use other food items to create uh funny faces. For instance, you can take an apple, cut it in half, and then once you uh, cut it in half, soak it just for a few minutes in lemon juice, and then insert, uh, you're going to cut the centerpiece in uh, like a half right in the middle to create a mouth. And once you do that, Kevin, you can then go in and use things like uh, almonds for teeth or carrots to create, you know, funny teeth. You can also, uh, you know, use uh, again, uh, maybe like some 
If you want to, olive pits again to create eyes or uh, you can use pieces of candy. I mean, it's just so many things you can do to make things, you know, spooky. <laughs> and also, if you don't have um, a piping bag, you can really easily make one. If you take a, a sandwich bag and just kind of cut the corner off and you had some sort of icing that could help you and you could do some decorating that well, uh, that way. And, you know, the other thing and this, I guess I know is a stretch, but if you're if you're making apple treats, granted, that's, you know, you're putting some some fun stuff on it. But the the base, it is an apple. So, you know, it may be a bit of a, bit, a healthy bit under there. <laughs> All right. Now, last week, it was my phone that went off. And so now we are even. There's a ghost in here, Kevin. That's funny. <laughs> but you were saying you could use apples to do. Well, I mean, apple is an apple. So at least you've got a little bit of fruit there. So a little bit of a healthy thing underneath all the good stuff. Oh, absolutely, Kevin. And you can actually sit that apple, cut the bottom, you know, so you can sit it up, right? Cut the core out. And then you can, you know, maybe drizzle some uh, chocolate and you can, you know, change the color of the white chocolate and make it black. And it still has great flavor by simply mixing a little uh, bit of, I believe it would be orange and purple together makes black and you just do tiny little drops of food coloring, you know, or Kool-Aid in your, if you don't want to use the food coloring, uh, in your chocolate while you're stirring it to get that nice black color, drizzle it down the side of your apples and stuff it full of little worms, you know, gooey little worms coming out of your apples. I mean, it's just so many things you can do for Halloween. You know, I could walk out of the house without makeup on. I mean, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other thing, though, with the food coloring, um, again, that's something from experience. You you do need to use a light touch. In other words, uh, you know, maybe a couple of drops and mix it in and and see, you know, how dark your colors get or whatever. But uh, you, it, it's really you can get a wide variety of colors, but you want to kind of again because you can't step back. You want to maybe uh, do it in, in small bits and, until you get the color you want. Kevin, do you have a fear of commitment? <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just got to go ahead and jump in. But you're, you're absolutely right. It is really about, you know, just kind of building your color base as you go. Uh, you know, you really can't go wrong if you're trying to create the black color with the orange and the purple, because ultimately the darker, the better. But there are other color bases that you just may, you know, whether you're trying to create something that's pink or really red, you just kind of want to ease into it a little bit until you get the right effect. And again, I guess uh, like most parties, and again, why I like the apple slices, you know, you want to think about uh, if it's a party that you're cooking for or fixing uh, for, for running friends and, and family over, you want to make things uh, as mobile as possible. And that's why I think uh, the, the apple skewers or the apple slices on the skewer, again, you can pick that up. It's three or four bites. Uh, it doesn't weigh you down. You don't you don't need a fork. Uh, so maybe what are some other things, small uh, on the go things that might work for a party? Oh, gosh, carrot, whether you're using uh, miniature little carrot bites, grapes are always fantastic to use. I mean, there's just so many amazing things out there. Any vegetable that you have can be cut down to smaller pieces. You can use um, actually use uh, those little cherry uh, tomatoes and, you know, you want to stick some little eyes in there. You may want to. Um, and to put them on a skewer, you know, or it's just, Kevin, when I tell you there's no limits to what you can do for Halloween, you can take your favorite pie and, you know, create some little bugs out of chocolate and, you know, put on top of your pie. Those little Hershey has these little bitty miniature Hershey chips. You got the regular chips and then they have these little miniature chips. And if you take a you buy the two bags, you take the larger chip and then you take the two smaller chips and you actually can create little bugs crawling on things. It takes a little time to do it. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a little tedious work, but it's, it's absolutely beautiful when you finish. Uh, Halloween would be the only time that you would be happy to have worms and bugs crawling out throughout your kitchen. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, Kevin. <laughs> Uh, but also maybe uh, I would think um, the chips you could do in almost like a, a maybe a little bat shape as well. But uh, I, I like the idea of, you know, just being creative and, and seeing what you can do uh, with stuff that you can, you know, get from your, your grocery store. Uh, that's, a, you know, a regular thing there in, in one of the aisles. <clears throat> what about some uh, maybe some things that are appetizers that you could kind of dress up for for Halloween? Well, again, Kevin, can you imagine for an appetizer, uh, you can take tiny pieces of bread, okay, and you can just literally uh, cut them in little bitty squares. Take, you know, your regular light bread or you can use wheat bread or whatever and cut them into tiny little squares. On each square, you're going to just cut tiny little slices of cheese underneath there. 
you ready for this? You're going to take your cream cheese, okay? And you're going to, you can use a little bit of ketchup if you want, tomato paste, and you want to make it look like blood. And you're going to mix it up really well. Spread that over your bread. Lay your little pieces of cheese on there and take two little olives. Create eyes. You got mommy bread. Literally, it's like your bread is wrapped up like a mommy. I mean, it's just really amazing. You can take your celery, fill it with peanut butter, very healthy treat. And then again, those little bugs we were talking about. And you can go to store now. It's Halloween. They've already got prefixed bugs for you of every creature kind, Kevin. Um, and you can put you know little bugs across your celery on a plate. Um, you're talking about creating um, bat wings and with... Um, Tortilla chips, if you can imagine, you got little cubes of cheese, take you a toothpick, you're going to take a grape, stick it in the top of your toothpick, and you're going to just gently add your tortilla, black tortilla chips in each side of the grape. You got cute little bat wings. I mean, it's just, <laughs> and, and it, they're just really simple, simple ideas. Take your hot dog, Kevin, and those little uh, crescent roll things that mm-hmm. we love and wrap part of the top, part of the bottom, and then you're going to take a little bit of mustard and create two little eyes. You got mommy hot dogs. I mean, it's just, <laughs> there's no limit to this stuff that you can do for Halloween. That one sounds good because, again, uh, thinking healthy, mustard, I believe, is one of the more healthy condiments. Kevin, so. it was only two little drops of mustard in there. <laughs> you are hilarious. Uh, let's uh, let's invite uh, Bird, who's called in from Richland, has an idea for us. Good morning, Bird. Hi, Bird. How are you? Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> Good. Having fun. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Um, I had a Halloween party a few years back, and uh, we did cheese stuff, wrapped meatloaf. So you make little hand-sized, you know, balls of the meatloaf, and you stuff them with a cube of Velveeta with a few little noodles in it, uh-huh. and a little bit of rotel, and then you use little sweet peas for the eyes and a little slice of carrot for the ears. And then a little raw noodle for the tail. And when you cook them and cut into them, the cheese and Velveeta and the noodles come out like that. <laughs> it sounds rat-alicious. <laughs> and they were they were pretty big hits. Yeah. All right, Bird. Great uh, great suggestion there. And, and that's what we're talking about. Is that's you know that's the fun. Uh, so let your imagination run wild and, and see what you can't come up with. And I like that because that's one of those where you've got uh, <clears throat> the cheese kind of hidden in the in the meatball, and so you you bite into something like that, and it's kind of a surprise. And and uh, as he said, kind of oozing out of there for. Uh, for the rat guts. So again, it's it's hard to believe we're talking now. We've got we've got uh, bugs, we've got worms, we've got rats. No, we have rat guts, Kevin. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. There, another quick and easy thing to do is to take uh, Oreo cookies, which everybody loves, Kevin, and you can dip those Oreo cookies in some chocolate. You can also take those. Once you dip them, you're going to put them again on your parchment paper, lay them flat. And then you can take those very large, you've seen those Hershey Kisses, and take one in the center, and then you can take a little piping and go around, you know, whether you're using something yellow or black, and create a witch's hat. It's really cute, really easy to do. Absolutely fantastic treat, Kevin. We need to take another quick break. When we get back, we'll continue talking about creative ways that you can dress up food that you cook for parties uh, or maybe your kids or friends uh, and make it kind of special for Halloween. If you have some suggestions, some ideas, maybe something you saw at a Halloween party once, uh, give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven. 672-7464 or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org We'll be back with more of the show after this.
podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Thomas and friends are pulling into the station. Don't miss the opportunity to meet everyone's favorite number one blue engine and enjoy a special show and meet and greet event. Join Thomas as he arrives at the station for a fun-filled adventure and experience timeless life lessons, including discovery, friendship, and cooperation this October 29th at the Mississippi Agriculture and Forestry Museum from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. Register now for this free event at mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're celebrating Halloween a little bit early by coming up with some fun and uh, creative ways that you can dress up kind of normal things that you would serve at a party and make them special for Halloween. We've got some open phone lines and would be uh, welcoming in your suggestions as well. Give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. It's one 877 672-7464. Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. I thought of another one. This might be more maybe for decorations, but you could make an apple lantern. There you have it, people. <laughs> I think a little All small. Right. You obviously couldn't put, put a candle in there, but uh, you could decorate the, an apple like and oh, make it like absolute, a jack-o'-lantern. Absolutely, there. Kevin. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing that you cannot do, and I can see that. You could actually carve the apple out and create some nice little eyes. And if you really wanted to, you could center it and put your little candle in there and drizzle it with something ghostly. I could see that happening. All right. Yeah. Thank you, thank you very much. That, although that would be that, you know, probably a little delicate there with the, the the size of an apple. It might be a little bit difficult to carve. But people that have better, uh, less shaky hands than I do probably <laughs> could do that. <clears throat> Let's go back to the phone lines. First, we go to Port Gibson and say good morning to Linda. Hello, Linda. Hey, Linda. Good morning. How are you? Fantastic. Good. Well, I know that uh, uh, persimmons are not really. Uh, Nothing about Halloween, but I I want to know: Can I make jams or jellies out of persimmons? Oh, yeah. absolutely. The only yeah. thing the only thing that I would say about persimmons is just don't eat them when they're green because they will really cause your mouth to pucker, and it's really very uncomfortable. But once they've gotten ripe, they make amazing jellies and jams. Uh, my grandmother actually made uh, a pepper. Uh, jam using persimmons, and it was uh, slightly sweet and sli- slightly spicy or peppery at the same time, and it was wonderful over some warm biscuits and a little bit of butter in the morning. So, absolutely. Can you warm it a little? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Can you sort of, I mean, warm it, like put it in the microwave for about maybe 10 seconds? If you want to put it on on toast or anything, oh, you can. Well, I, yeah, th- th- three seconds probably is enough. You don't want it to, you know, just be really runny. But yeah, of course, you can warm anything up a little bit. You know, if you want to serve it and spread it out a little bit over those warm, yummy biscuits or pancakes in the morning, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I was gonna say, um, I didn't know that um, worms and things like that were symbolic of Halloween. I thought maybe spiders and that's oh, you can use any ghouly bug for you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and you know Halloween is isn't it's about the spiders and it's about the worms and I mean, could you imagine you get a plate and you've got worms in it? I mean, how scary is that right <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> All right, uh, Linda, thanks for the call. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, anything that sort of gives you the creepies is, is, is you know, this is one day of the year where we uh, like to scare each other and, and have a lot of fun. So anything that you can think of that uh, would uh, maybe make your hair stand on end is certainly fair game for Halloween. And I would think, too, if and this is uh, kind of maybe cheating a little bit, but, you know, the goomy worms, they've, they've got those, so that you could probably put some of those on there uh, as decorations it's as well. It's never cheating when it's Halloween, Kevin. <laughs> Let's go to Baton Rouge next. JP is on the line with a great idea. JP? Hey, JP. Good go, morning. Go ahead. Hey, how you guys been? Good. Uh, uh, I, 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 whenever I get a chance to listen to your show and I'm driving through Mississippi, I do 
uh, I'm a traveling chef. Oh, wow. Today's day got me. I'm like, I can't think of bugs, uh, <laughs> my food. Uh, I, I just couldn't get it. So I said, man, I just I have no contribution today. Then I thought of I thought of my favorite Halloween thing to do is uh, use the use of dry ice mm-hmm. in uh, mm-hmm. any kind of liquid, whether it be uh, Kool-Aid, Fruit Punch, uh, some kind of adult uh, beverage. And uh, it always makes the party fun. And it doesn't involve me putting bugs in my food. Uh, <laughs> but, it, but it does give, I know the effect you're going for. You know, it's a scary gooey and, uh, and you can get it at any local shipping store, like the UPS store, the UPS store. Of course, Google's your friend, you know, wherever you live. <laughs> but uh, it's inexpensive. They wrap it in paper for you. You put it in your freezer. When Halloween comes, just drop that little chunk in, in any punch bowl that you were planning to serve and have a good time. Well, I want to add one thing to that. You want to make sure you put some gloves on before you pick up that dry ice and drop oh, it, oh, or yeah. you will become the Halloween joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a little... It'll, it'll, it gets gory, gory quick. Uh, a- absolutely. But dry ice is one of those things you definitely want to have, you know, to, you know, around the house to create that, you know, wonderful little smoke and fog coming out of your punch. It's fantastic. But there are some safety tips to using dry ice. Always keep the kids away from it and never, ever, ever pick it up without having some gloves on it because I'm telling you that's painful unlike anything you want to ever experience. Yeah, you're right. We usually handle it in uh, in the business in newspaper. You know, you mm-hmm. just wrap the newspaper in your freezer. When you grab it, you can open the Oh, that's fantastic. So hide right out into the bowl. All right. Or you can always give it to that bad date. You, you, you know, you didn't have it. Just tell them to pick it up for you. <laughs> All right. Hey, JP, thanks hey, for the call. You're going to have to come out and hang out with us sometime, you. JP. You know, my sister-in-law had a, a party once where she used it as decoration, and we found that uh, she had it in a cauldron. Uh, and she, we found that as it gets, it, it, I mean, and the, the reason why you can't handle it is it's like super, super cold. And so we found that after a while, it would f- get the cauldron uh, too cold and it would stop smoking. So if you would warm it back up, uh, it really does. But that is a great effect. I mean, it really does do uh, do a lot of smoke. I think in, in uh, TV and in the movies, they even use that for a little effect sometime. <clears throat> Absolutely. And the other way to to, to uh, be able to get a, a fog through the house, uh, Kevin, is to be able to use glycerin and a little bit of water and a spoon, you want to stir it up, and then you need a heating element, and you just want to, once you get the, I think it's like uh, two-thirds water, maybe one-third glycerin, and once you, and just stir it up, and you only need a little bit. Pour it on a heating element, take a lid and cover it up, and in, in a few seconds, pull it off, and you get this really dramatic fog, and it'll go all through the house, but you have to be really careful, again, with anything that you're using, whether it's the glycerin or the, you know, the dry ice, because you don't want to create... Um, a really spooky story. <laughs> <laughs> and also, as JP mentioned, anytime, you know, when you're thinking about things that you might want to do for a Halloween party, uh, go to a search engine and, and type that in there, and, and I'll bet you'll find that someone else has done it and might give you some suggestions or maybe a ways of doing it, because that's, uh, well, that's what the Internet is good for, I think. Uh, let's go next to Paris, Mississippi. Cynthia is on the line. Good morning, Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia. Good morning. <laughs> what a wonderful place to live in. You live in Paris, do you? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I usually tell people I just live in Paris. I don't add Mississippi. <laughs> I love it. What do you... What do you have for us okay. this morning? You get a brand new terracotta pot and you bake your cake in there, and then you uh, ice it with chocolate ice cream, and then you crush up Oreo cookies, and you make that the dirt on top, and then you add your gummy worms coming out <laughs> in, uh, of the cake, and it's really neat looking. They got the worms coming out of the ground there. That's a good one. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little, a little headstone on That's top, right, Kevin. Yeah. You know, you could, you know, make it look like a graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Enjoy the show. Thank right, you Cynthia. so much, Cynthia. Thanks for the call. Another great trick, Kevin, if you know you have those uh, gloves around the house, you know, and you can buy them, uh, you know, for cooking gloves if you want to. But you want to buy some gloves. You can rinse them out and uh, stuff them full of 
uh, popcorn. You can take your candy corns and push down in the end and then fill the bag with popcorn and tie it. And it makes great little table tri- tricks. Now, if you're going to rinse the gloves out, make sure they're completely dried before you, you know, start stuffing them again. Uh, but you can, uh, in each little finger, just push your little uh, candy corns down and they make the fingernails. And it's a great way to, you know, give your uh, guests a party happy to walk around and they're eating popcorn and they got these gooey little fingernails. It's, <laughs> the kids love it. <clears throat> We're talking about Halloween uh, favor or f- things that you can make for a Halloween party today, taking maybe some ordinary food and dressing it up so it gets nice and creepy for a Halloween party. We've got some open phone lines if you'd like to join in and add your voice to our conversation. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. You can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Well, you know, I think uh, Halloween is certainly pumpkin uh, time. Uh, what about uh, maybe some pumpkin treats? I know you're, one of your specialties is, is a pumpkin cheesecake. Oh, wow. Yes, Kevin, that pumpkin cheesecake is amazing, but you can do a pumpkin puree. You can use, uh, you know, and we have pumpkin cider before that's really yummy. It makes for a great treat. And if you're going to do the pumpkin cider, you can think about dropping your gummy worms inside of the cider. It gives it a wonderful effect, and it gives it an additional flavor as they start to kind of melt away in in, uh, in the cider. And you can do the same thing with your champagnes or, you know, other you know drinks that you may have. Add those little gummy worms or little bugs right in, in the dish, I mean, in your glass, it makes for wonderful um, addition to your ho- holiday table. And as we're talking about pumpkins, if you've got one to carve, uh, you, I think we've talked about this before, but uh, save those seeds. Uh, you want to kind of dry them out and, and toast them, and that's you a nice treat. Make sure you rinse them off really, really well, dry them. Uh, then once you, if you want to toast them up, add a little bit of olive oil or coconut oil on them. You can sprinkle some seasonings. I like the little spicy things, so I'm going to put a little cayenne pepper on them. And, you know, and if you really want to freak your guests out, put a lot of cayenne pepper <laughs> on it, Kevin. <laughs> but, uh, again, when you toast those, again, that could be a, those could make eyes or you could make them, you know, together in a mouth or whatever, a nose. So that would be something that uh, would be tasty, but also you could use to decorate the food that you're serving on this Halloween party. Absolutely. Time for one last break this hour. We've been talking all hour about ways to dress up normal food and make it special for for a Halloween party. We've got uh, some lines open, uh, so if you'd like to call in and uh, share your ideas with us, we'd appreciate that. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. You can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. We've had a lot of stuff to eat. We need a punch to go with our Halloween party, and we'll talk about that after this final break. and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. I'm Jeremy Hobson. Our election road trip goes to Colorado, a fast-growing swing state with rapidly changing demographics and some distinct unifying factors. There's a libertarian spirit. It's kind of a rugged independence, even though a lot of most people have moved here. We're really a state of immigrants. We'll broadcast from Denver. That's next time on Here and Now. Today at noon on MVB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 
Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're having a Halloween party on the air this morning. We're taking uh, normal party favors and dressing them up and making them special for Halloween. And we're looking for your input as well. You can call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring The phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464, or send an email to food at mpbonline.org. As I mentioned before, we went to break. We've talked about a lot of great things. We've had cakes and cookies, and um, you made uh, a little uh, a bat out of some uh, tortilla chips. Uh, but uh, we need something to, to go along with that, something to drink. So let's talk a little bit about punch. And i got a couple ideas, I would think. One is that uh, one year I made a punch. It was for Christmas, but I think it would work uh, as well with Halloween, and that is grenadine is a great thing to add to punch. It's a beautiful it's red beautiful color. beautiful red color. Absolutely, Kevin. I, oh, gosh, I could see that. And you can add as much as you want to get that deepness of color. Oh, gosh, that would be great. The other thing is, Kevin, again, using, um, you know, Kool-Aid. It's it's an old tradition. You know, it's amazing that it, Kool-Aid is older than I am, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can, t- you know, if, if, if you want to do the black punch, you're going to take um, the um, orange Kool-Aid and the purple Kool-Aid, you know, measure the sugar out according to the, you know, instructions. And then you can go ahead and add in a Mountain Dew or you can add in, uh, you know, some ginger ale mm-hmm. to give it that extra sparkle that you want. And then you can actually pick using gloves, drop a piece of dry ice into your punch bowl. And it gives you that beautiful ghostly fog that you looking for. And if you want to, uh, you know, Put uh, your punch in a plastic bowl and then uh, in a second bowl, a little bit larger, where you can add your dry ice right in there and then drop a little bit of warm water right on top of that ice. So you, you, your bowl, the whole bowl is just floating across the table. It's absolutely beautiful. Got another caller on the line. So let's uh, head off to Mobile, as we say. Good morning to Darlene. Hello, Darlene. Hey, Darlene. Hey, how are you? Okay. <laughs> my radio turned down. All right. Okay. Um, anyway, I was out shopping the other day, and I stopped by Dunkin' Donuts, which I never do because I shouldn't do that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and got some little donut holes from them. They were made with pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't ordinarily eat anything with pumpkin. But anyway, and they had them in a... Uh, not the white confectioner's sugar rolled in them, or some, but it was some kind of little sugar. They were delightful. Oh, gosh. Pum- pumpkin, anything like, is uh, yummy to me. cents a piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm just telling you, that was delightful, and I don't ever eat um, pumpkin. Oh, wow. So I'd never seen them before and whatever. All right. And, and uh, always... I'm always willing to try. There you go. Thanks for the call, Darlene. The other thing I like about that is, again, uh, you know, the donut holes smaller, uh, so maybe easier to do portion control, and uh, you don't feel too bad when you splurge a little bit. Uh, so that would be a great uh, thing to add to your your holiday party. <clears throat> well, so, what I really love about what Darlene just said is she's willing to try. Mm-hmm. When it comes to food and versatility and broadening your palate, Kevin, you always want to be able to try something new. Because what happens a lot of times is people say, well, you know, um, my, my meal, you know, menu is, you know, really boring. We did chicken last week, the same day. But if you just, you know... Willing to try something new, then your menu can get larger. You know, your experience can get better. And, you know, you know, she says she never tried pumpkin before. And there she has, you know, those little pumpkin donut holes. Absolutely delicious. Uh, another thing that uh, I've uh, had success with with punch is that, you know, you need something to keep it cool. And I found that you can make an ice ring. Uh, if you had like a bunt pan or something, you could fill it with water and stick it in the refrigerator. Then you've got this big ring of ice uh, that will that you can put in the punch bowl. Uh, you could sometimes do it with, uh, you know, slices of fruit in there to make it nice. But again, you could find some gummy worms or some sort of creepy thing and, and freeze that in the, in the ice <laughs> ring so that you've again, you've got something floating around in your punch that looks kind of creepy. And gooey, but again, it's it's doing a good job of of keeping the punch uh, cool because I found that you know especially a big a big batch of punch uh, if it sits there on the table for a little while begins to get a little bit warm and uh, absolutely yeah, keep it cold. And and if you know you can do the ring or you can also do floating hands, Kevin. They're really easy to create. Again, we're going to go back to those gloves we talked about. Make sure you rinse the glove out, fill it up with water, then you're going to tie the end with a rubber band, freeze them, 
and then you're going to snip that glove right off. Just run a little warm water right on before you snip it. And then you can drop those floating hands right in your punch bowl, and you have the hands reaching up for now, you. Now, I wonder if you could, because you've got the fingers, could you maybe drop a couple of drops of red food coloring, and then you would have bloody, bloody. hands. Oh, look at you. You are <laughs> quite the master. Yes. <laughs> Frankenstein. <laughs> But, so, uh, Kevin, are you dressing up for Halloween this year? Uh, I have done it before, but I have learned that um, it, it's it, you you can't ever go any. I mean, it's like I, uh, I once got a costume and I was at a party and I realized the way it was, I couldn't sit down. <laughs> Because, you know, it's you because of your costume or whatever. And so then you're stuck, you know, standing up the whole time. So I have learned to uh, either either make some simple costumes that you can kind of use regular clothes with or just <laughs> admire everybody else that's got the costumes on. What about you? Well, this year, Kevin, I'm going to be Catwoman. Ah, very good. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> Got the pointy little ears and the cute little tail. So, I, yeah, I'm going to be Catwoman this But that year. would be one, I think, that would work. A, a funny story, it's not Halloween, but another time that you dress up. My brother and sister-in-law went down to Mardi Gras once, and they did uh, playing cards. So it's like the old sandwich board. Oh, wow. But, again, it was the same thing where that was a very impractical. There's no and, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So they learned the, they learned the difficult way that again you want to think about and this is again applies to any any uh, costume think about where you might be uh, and if you might need to sit down and, and think about uh, the practical thing is is addition to that. Um, what about uh, we've made the black punch with the orange and the uh, purple Kool Aid? Uh, does I don't know do they make a green Kool Aid? Absolutely, Kevin. They do make a lime Kool-Aid. And if you you know want to increase the effect, you can also uh, drop just a few extra drops of. Um, um, food coloring in to give it that deeper dark color, uh, but absolutely. And I've, if I'm going to use the uh, green, I find pairing it with a uh, pineapple juice uh, kind of gives it that over the top taste. So you're going to make up your Kool Aid or you know your a powder drink, whatever you're using. Add a little bit of food color in it to give it a deeper darker color. But you know a little bit of ginger ale and um, pineapple juice. Fantastic treat. I like uh, I like ginger ale in a punch because it does, as you say, add the add the the carbonation and the bubbles to it without, and it doesn't. It's kind of a neutral flavor, so it doesn't really overpower any of your other flavors in there. Right. Speaking of punch, I think we've got a punch recipe idea from Wesley, who's called in from Snow Lake Shores this morning. Go ahead. Hey, Wesley. Hey, buddy. How are you? Fantastic. I, I was going to just reiterate the ginger ale. Uh huh. Ma- Mama would take. A couple of bottles of ginger ale, room temperature, pour them in the punch bowl, and, and then she would put an entire half gallon of lime sherbet out there, just floating in it. Oh Boy. my goodness! And, and then and then just a, a pretty good chunk of dry ice somewhere underneath the sherbet, and kids would get off on the smoke. <laughs> Coming up off the, I'm you know, not going to touch that, okay? Yeah. Oh, I get you. Well, I'm an aging baby boomer. Smoke, smoke in the late 50s was okay. All right. <laughs> that was Tamil. I'm not All right, Wesley. And thanks for the call. What, hey, funny. I love uh, sherbet, so that would be oh, that would wow. be a really good and, and uh, that, that that lime sherbet would be a great uh, thing to add to there. So. And then you can add some gum worms in the bowl on top of that so you got this lime sherbet full of worms smoke fantastic heaven <laughs> that's going to wrap us up for today deep south dining is a production of mississippi public broadcasting think radio funded by generous contributions from listeners like you thanks to our producer jonas adams and our call screener was debbie today for deborah hunter i'm kevin farrell inviting you to stay tuned coming up next at 10 it's now you're talking with marshall ramsey followed by southern remedy at 11 we'll be back next monday at nine for another deep south dining it's heard only on mpb think radio This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.